Is that a Wendy's cup in the background? Is that a Wendy's drink or no? What is that? It's a it's a cup from the Krusty Krab at Universal Studios Florida. Oh, so this okay. I thought that that's like an actual reusable cup. <laughs> okay, Krusty. Krab. Oh no, yeah, she doesn't she doesn't binge eat in bed. That's just, <laughs> that's uh, very 2003, Joey. <laughs> that's from the Simpsons um, exhibit, isn't it? Mm, no. Um, Krusty Krab. Spon- SpongeBob. Oh, sorry. My bad. Because that's the Krusty Burger. The Krusty Burger. Oh, my God. Oh, hello, sir. Love you. I love you, too. She said, I'm glad you guys are home safe. I look so 30-year-old. Oh, yeah, I turned 30. <laughs> she is beauty. She is grace. <laughs> she said, I'm beauty and grace. <laughs> mm-hmm. He can't hear you because of my headphones. But... <laughs> Love it. I love it. Happy 30th birthday, Harvey Brent. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Jason, go. We're trying to record. <laughs> He's doing like shadow puppets and like. <laughs> I think that one, the way that the screen has itself, you'll be able to see the one up top. And the <laughs> it's cute. She's cute. I... Mm. Um. Yeah, are we are we diving right into it? Is that what's what's the vibe today? Do we? I think do we so. Just, do we go. Yeah, it's the vibe today is birthday chill. Oh, birthday yeah. chill eleganza. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of eleganza, none neither of us are feeling Kylie and uh, winner winner chicken I, dinner. It's not that I don't I don't hate Kylie, but I just like Raja and Ginger so much better. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with you about the whole um, the the critique about her being very like editorial and mm-hmm. I just I don't think do you know I think she is a queen that needed a win, but I agree with you that Raja and Ginger were Raja Raja has shown amazing growth from like her original season. I was like, holy doodle! Like you've really come to play, girl. Um, but I will say, I, I did see like online, one of her critiques was like, she wore a lot of purple this season and she did like, there's been so many like posts on Instagram, like showing all the comparisons and she wore a lot of purple, which is like fine. Like she's cultivating a style, but it's also like, okay, let's branch out a little more. Um, so fair. Um, and then ginger Ginger's just, I feel like Ginger's always been talented though. I feel like ginger didn't need the win, even though I think she should have won. Yeah. It just would have been nice, um, a nice resume patter. Like totally, um, anyone, yeah, anyone who's been to a drag show in like the past ten years knows that when you see Ginger Minj on the bill, you buy the tickets immediately. And though I think the last time she was in Windsor, I did not, and I regret it. But I knew it was going to be a good ass time. Anyway, um, oh, I can't hear. There you are. Yeah, as I say, one second. I'm just gonna check to make sure my um, my microphone is up. See, this is this is why we have to check. There we go. Hello. Hi. Is that better? It's. Is it something? I hear you. It is. It is. Yeah. When you got close like that, it is something. Oh, okay. Uh, hold on. Let me. I just. It's really weird. Oh, I lost you.
You lost me. Oh, it's. I think it's because the cord shook me a little bit. Why is this so difficult? <laughs> Yikers Island. What? The higher the hair, the closer to God. Looks good. He's asking if his hair is too high. Okay, shall we get into it? We're actually filming for real. Oh, bye. Right, <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Full Volume Podcast. I am your co-host, G.I. Joe Lee. It's been a second, but we are joined again by a, uh, a vibrant and plush 30-year-old mm-hmm. boy. Those are the adjectives I would use to describe me. Yes, vibrant <laughs> and plush. <laughs> Not tired, uh, probably has a cavity. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. I don't know. I like to make up these victim narratives for myself. I don't actually know that. But I mean, I haven't had my teeth cleaned in a while. So that's where we're at. <laughs> if any victim narrative, let it be orthodontia. <laughs> exactly. That's a, that's a more harmless one, I feel like. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, it's definitely deal withable. Deal withable, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we owe you, dear listeners, um, a double header. This is a double feature, much like mm-hmm. the season ten American Horror Story title this year. This is a double feature. Have you been watching? Uh, holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I I like it. I like this idea that they were only doing like five episodes per story like it keeps things tight because american yeah. horror story has a problem with with you know digressing and getting into shit that we don't need to know about <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's just like you're introducing other other writers who are interested in in um the american horror story universe um and i'm feeling most of it uh some of it is crazy like uh, the the drive-in theater movie one, holy Moses! Oh, you're talking about American Horror Stories. That's like the that's a spinoff. That's a spinoff of American Horror Story. There's <laughs> terribly named. They both sound the exact same. Um, <sighs> American Horror Stories. Each episode is a, a t- one story. But I'm talking like season ten of American Horror Story. Like they did. Like they started double feature this year, where it's like only half a season. They just do two two mini stories back to back. Oh shit! Yeah. I've been watching. Okay, do you know what? I think we tried, and then I couldn't find it. Um, it's hard to find. I I accidentally must have started watching horror stories. You did, still, I think you did. Yeah, but yes, and I but I agree though. You said the drive-in one was crazy. I agree. <laughs> Could you imagine if that actually existed? I would not be surprised. There's a lot of contraband films out there. Yeah, uh, I just I one that makes people into monsters. I mean, there's a huge zombie theme for the last week of our lives. I was so. gonna say that's a maybe that's a perfect segue actually into today's double feature. <laughs> right. Okay. So let's just dive into it because I don't know how long my battery's gonna last on my cell phone yes. because she's filming on her cell phone today. Technical difficulties. Um, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> if anyone is in IT. Please make your way to St. Thomas, Ontario. Anyway, okay. <laughs> so we'll start with the Doctor Strange episode. Is he going yes. for a walk? No, I'm just saying bye. Go, 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 go. Oh, oh, got okay. the battery. <laughs> <laughs> so the Doctor Strange episode. Uh, long story short, Doctor Strange is 
in a car with Christine. And during the car accident, instead of losing his hands, he loses Christine. And he the that becomes the the reason why he seeks magic uh, mm-hmm. in order to get Christine back instead of it being his hands um, and being able to be a surgeon again. It's love is the key. So somehow um, seeing like it, it just plays over and over and over in like the worst love story Groundhog Day possible. Christine is just her death is an absolute in the timeline and it cannot be erased. Um, Doctor Strange knows that this is not true <laughs> because he knows magic, and uh, he figures out that in order to uh, become a powerful wizard uh, and in order to erase erase an absolute in the timeline, he has to absorb the power of mythical beings. So he proceeds to do that, and that is with the split occurs the uh our favorite old one Tilda Swinton mm-hmm. magics herself into the timeline and splits Doctor Strange into two Doctor Stranges Devious. which is right I just we've been playing with multiversal uh timelines since like forever ago mm-hmm. um but the idea that she she has created two Doctor Stranges that exist in the same timeline we, I don't think we've ever really seen that. So one stays evil <laughs> yeah. and one stays sane. Uh, no, uh, I would say one loses Christine and one accepts like and he accepts it. One accepts it. Yes, that's the difference. Yeah. And that's the quote, good Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. And then the other, as much of the Internet is speculating, <laughs> absorbs all of these powers of all kinds of mythical beings. I can't remember what the tentacle monster's name is, but he makes another appearance. You saw uh, you saw Captain Carter fighting him back, fighting it back, and then you see him pretty much eat just like, like a calamari dish. Um, you see Doctor Strange eat him in this episode. Uh... The internet thinks he's going to be Mephisto. I love a good Mephisto theory. <laughs> Don't we? That's what initially bonded us to this podcast. Mephisto. <laughs> it always comes back to a man. <laughs> <laughs> An evil, treacherous, toxic man. man. <laughs> yep. Um, always. If it could be argued that Mephisto is a man. Right. Uh, but I mean, his humanoid, his humanoid exterior that is what he's chosen to emulate so that is what we're going with mm-hmm. uh so yeah the episode sort of ends oh my god help me out here how does it end it, it, ends, weeks. it but that's fair yeah i so i watched episode four like the first day it came out and then so obviously we're you know way past episode five so i i'm a little foggy it ends though with um christine so um quote evil uh, unable to accept reality doctor strange gets Christine back momentarily, but he doesn't have a hold of the universe that he has um, curated in order to bring her back, and she just disintegrates in front of him, and he's left alone by himself. Christine is dead still, so that's still, like, that is that is the key event, really, that he, no matter what, he could not keep Christine, 
And so Christine just disintegrates in front of him. So it's a, it's a rather dark ending. And the watcher voiced by our lovely Jeffrey Wright um, says he could interview uh, intervene, but he won't. Sass. Mm -mm. What a tease. Omni what? Omnipotence uh and sass. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's kind of a crazy ending and it's a dark ending. And I think there was a lot of talk about this episode. I just saw like on social media last week. I'm trying to stay mm -hmm. off social media. It's exhausting me. Um, but I, this is like healthy social media. This isn't like people have sensitive opinions and there's just so much going on. This is okay social media. Um, <laughs> but there's um, there was a lot of talk about how this is like kind of the first big um, deviation from typical Marvel storytelling where, you know, the good guy always prevails. And I know what you're going to say about Avengers Infinity War, how that did not end happy, but eventually it did, right? And end game. Like it does come full circle. This timeline ends on such a dour, sour, depressing, heartbreaking note. And like that is the end of it. And that's all I'm assuming they're going to be showing of it unless they revisit it in um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I don't know. But as currently, this is like kind of a big deal because it just like, it's give it gives me like old school Germanic uh, fairy tale storytelling mechanics, you know, where it's like, sorry, the good guys don't always win. Bye. <laughs> you know, sometimes the witch eats everybody. Whoops. <laughs> sometimes you do that. Sometimes it'd be like that. So mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I yeah, I really I loved the episode. Um, everyone I, at first I didn't agree with the assessment that it was like one of the best but now the more that the, I watched it a second time and then I thought about it a lot and I'm like no you know what it is one of the best um it, it's really it doesn't end on a sour note it just ends on like a bittersweet note and then the repercussions that like the little ripples throughout the Marvel universe it it gave me hope for what they, they were going to write in to the remaining uh, live action universe. That'll be interesting if they tie it back into live action. I'm curious. Right. And if anything, uh, if anything that I'm really curious about, well, no, that's that that's I spoke. Hmm, okay. If anything is going to make you doubt that they're going to write in what if into the Marvel Universe timelines, it's going to be this next episode. <gasps> oh, my God. Well, I was going to say, before we get to that, before though. Before so we get to that, maybe yeah. we have some other things to say. I, ha I have one thing to unpack with you, because it's it's very Doctor Strange focused. So I think this is probably the most appropriate time to bring it up. Okay. Stick with me for a second. So this episode ended um, with a version of Doctor Strange, you know, heartbroken, sad, destroyed, whatever. Um, about two and a half, three weeks ago, um, Sony and Marvel released a trailer for Spider-Man No Way From Home. I, I'm sure you've seen the trailer. I haven't talked to you too much lately because I've been in Michigan, but I'm sure you've seen it. Um, and interestingly enough, Doctor Strange features heavily in the trailer. And he makes a kind of shockingly irresponsible and cavalier decision um where he helps peter parker try and help the rest of the world forget that he's peter parker which seems very unlike doctor strange that we know of the doctor strange we know is stoic he's responsible he's mystic he knows the rules and he plays by them he is not he's not living fast and loose with timelines but yet he helps peter he agrees to this like potentially dangerous decision even after wong warns him about it 
what is going on with Doctor Strange? Is this the same same Doctor Strange that we know? Is I just I mean that's that's really digging into theories, and I feel like I don't know if the audience is ready for us to start meeting different versions of the same character and and you know uh, inheriting previous you know relationships from different movies and like what counts, what doesn't. But I was just I was wondering. I'm like, this is so out of character for Doctor Strange, and to show it in a trailer, no less. Qu'est-ce que c'est? I too am. Je suis confused. <laughs> <laughs> or je suis surprised. Uh, a little bit choked, even. I totally agree with you. <sighs> While the scene is played for laughs, um, I know that the scene you're talking about, he's standing over the book doing magic yep. and he's trying to reverse everything. And Peter is like in his ear, nattering. And uh, it causes him to mess up the spell, which brings forward all of you know brings forward the toby Maguire and the andrew garfield versions of spider-man and i hope we see some animated <laughs> characters just jump out of that mix spider pig <laughs> i hope yes. so um so Spy- maybe spider ham def oh god let this be how we get a miles morales i don't even care at this point uh anyway that would, that's actually, you know what? That's a great idea. I didn't even think of that. This could be like a soft introduction to a live action Miles Morales. Or even mm-hmm. the one from Spider-Verse. But I'm just saying, I was like, oh, I never considered that. Yeah. Sorry, proceed. Too many white no. men. That the, It's going to be Toby, Andrew, and Holland. We need some, we need some mixtures. Right? And, and I know what all of the Spider-Man, Spider-Man, <laughs> Spider-Man theorists are going to say. It's like, no. Spider-Man is, you know, a white kid from the Bronx and blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, that's cool. That's Peter Parker. We're not talking about Peter. We're not trying to make Peter black. We just want to see Miles Morales as Spider-Man. Just like you see Riri as Ironheart. Like, it's not, we're not trying to, like, erase his whiteness. (laughs) My God. We just want to see a representation of a black child slash young adult in a in a character that many of us have been idolizing and finding joy in for the last like bazillion comic book years. It's been like twenty years he's been around, right? Miles Morales, fifteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. Early early two thousands. Yeah, I knew it was around there that Miles Morales came around. Um, no, that's, yeah, that, I didn't, you know what, though? I didn't even consider that. And I know we're way off topic now, as we tend to get, but um, that is really, <laughs> the point adjacent. is. Jason, it's a Jason. <laughs> well, you know what? And we should talk about this after we stop filming, but maybe we should do a quick episode of FBP2 recapping some trailers lately, because there's been a lot of Marvel trailers. <laughs> just like a super quick, like 10 minute trailer or episode, just recapping some stuff. That'd be cool. Like a good reaction. Oh, like, okay. Oh my so- God. We haven't done a reaction video yet. That would be cool. Oh, no. Okay, okay, we will. Okay, so do you want to, speaking of weird universal universe shifts, here's the thing. The next episode of What If is What If Zombies? Um, Exclamation mark. I don't, I can't remember if they, this is canon or not, but Marvel Zombies was a storyline. It was a storyline, and it's it's stemmed off of Ultimate Fantastic Four in the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, 
sorry, my father just messaged me. <laughs> oh, is everything good? Yeah, he's just trying to call me for my birthday, but Aww. I said, I'll call you in a minute. Um, no, so this um, Zombies is, yeah, it it has comic roots, as I mean, most of these things kind of do. Um, but mm -hmm. uh, it was a kind of a, a story or a side adjacent story of Ultimate Fantastic Four. I believe it took place in um, the Marvel Universe coded 2149. That was like the, um, is that the right term? Universe code? Earth, like Earth 2149. I, I, I like that. I like that. We need to start keeping spreadsheets. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> so the, in, in that original comic story, um, there is a um, an original hero that comes into the Marvel, into the, the Milky Way, the galaxy, and has such a, a lust for human flesh and like infects the Avengers and the X-Men and the Fantastic Four and all that stuff. And eventually Galactus gets involved and it's a whole it's a whole hoopla and a shebang. Um, this story is, I think, it definitely it must be inspired by that. It's I think there's similar rules. Um, they use a lot of different characters, though. Um, but I think this has probably been the most unique and most exciting episode of What If so far. Personal opinion. Okay, okay, okay. So personal opinion, I... 75% agree. It is Ooh. exciting. It is exciting. Okay, do you know what? I hate when dialogue is garbage. Um, cause some of it is corn dog. Um, <laughs> it is, like, fully breaded, a little bit corny. Um, so, I mean, I was watching it. My sister was, like, making breakfast. And even she laughed out loud at some of the dialogue when it happened. And I was like, okay, Juliet, this is fine. Everything is fine. <laughs> um, it's good. I thought Marvel Zombies was a weird idea when it happened. Um, I definitely, this is where I take the time to disparage some artists as being kind of assholes. But like, everyone loves Arthur Sudam. And the covers, I admit, are gorgeous, but I've not heard great things personally about this gentleman. Anyway, it, it really, it made reflected, it made me reflect poorly on this series as a whole. Because this man made his entire empire out of the covers of these books. Anyway. You know what? That's, that's, that's a good hmm. point. The, the most iconic thing I can remember from these, these comics is the cover art. Yeah. Yeah, and it's the one the one that gets used over and over and over again is that uh, that cover of Spidey swinging through the air. Um, anyway, I don't want to make this entire uh, you know related tangent about that. So let's get into the episode. Yes. So, um, I I actually quite like the order in which Wikipedia talks about it because um, this it's not the same order that it was told in the show, but I think Wikipedia does a better job. So uh, Hank Pym uh, is searching for his wife, his love, uh, Janet Van Dyne in the quantum well realm, but in Earth two one four nine, she is infected by a quantum virus inside the quantum well realm. That's that's hard to say for people with speech impediments, um, and she develops a virus, and that causes a zombie apocalypse. Um, you know, there's the, the Avengers get in infected everybody, but I think this is the part of the episode that I really liked is that they took that concept of Marvel's what if zombies and they placed it against the backdrop of the beginning of Avengers infinity war, which is so good. I wish the more episodes did this. Um, 
But like Bruce Banner's crashing down from um, what's Thor's ship's name at the end of Thor Ragnarok? What's that ship that like they took off on? Um, but you like the one that Thanos invades at the beginning of Infinity War, whatever that ship yes. is. Um, oh, I can't remember. It's on the tip of my tongue. But you're aware. You like you get the yeah. the the concept. And so um, Bruce Banner comes from I think Thanos ejects him. I think it was Thanos, and he comes crashing down to Earth into the uh, Sanctorum. Um, and he's looking for everyone and he's doing his whole Thanos is coming, Thanos is coming. And he goes outside. Nobody's there. So that's like, OK, this was kind of not the same, but kind of the same. And then Ebony Maw and Cole Obsidian show up and um, or is that Corvus Glaive? Which which was the big one? I think it's Cole Obsidian. Maybe you're right. <laughs> it is. It's Cole Obsidian. Know. Okay. <laughs> but they they give the exact uh, this is like what kind of drove it home for me. Ebony Ma gives the exact intro line. Hear me and rejoice, you know, all that stuff. Um, you go get the honor of dying by Thanos, which is so cool. And then that's when it turns because Iron Man, Doctor Strange come out and attack and zombify them. And that's when things kind of hit the road. Um, we have Wasp saving Bruce Banner from this big tussle. Uh, Spider-Man helps save Bruce Banner as well. And we're introduced to this like you know, a group of survivors with Bucky Barnes, Sharon Carter, um, uh, who else? Dr. Strange's cape. Dr. Strange's cape, not Dr. Strange. Um, and uh, there's a couple other guys, too. Um, uh, who does John Favreau play? Hank? No, what's his name? Um, hungry. Happy. Happy, yes. Yeah, Happy's in it. Um, and Okoye from the Dor Dora Milaje. So we have our group, and they're like, hey, somebody might might have found a cure for this zombification. Uh, you know, we got Bruce Banner, we got Spider-Man, we got scientists. Let's go. And so they, you know, they unfortunately have to go to Jersey. <laughs> um, <laughs> woof. <laughs> and so, um, which actually that just like had a neuron connect in my head right now, but I'll get to it in a minute. Um, so they go through the whole thing. They, they like take the underground, su um, uh, subway system and they go off to Jersey they lose a few people along the way. I'm sorry I'm glazing over the details, but this episode is actually quite detail-oriented, and I don't know how long your phone battery is. Um, and so they lose quite a few people along the way, but also along the way they are killing quite a few zombies. They kill Falcon. They kill Captain America. They kill Hawkeye. Um, so, yeah, and then they eventually reach um, this compound, and um, Wasp sacrifices herself to allow the remaining survivors, which I think at this point is like Bruce and Spider-Man and uh, Winter Soldier and Okoye, um, to infiltrate this compound, and they come across Vision. Woo! And Vision's got his Mind Stone, except, oh, he is feeding people to a zombified Scarlet Witch. <laughs> oh, those two, so toxic. But one thing I just realized is that they went to New Jersey, which, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't a WandaVision take place in New Jersey? Yeah, yes. It did, I think. Outside of New Jersey? Yeah. In a suburb, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, that like, that kind of like, that. that's what the neuron that just connected in my head. I'm like, oh, wait, I think WandaVision, she did her town in New Jersey. So, like, it's kind of cool that, like, that's where Wanda and Vision were kind of based, you know, during the events of uh, Infinity War and after, you know, when Vision dies and everything and she goes through her grief cycle. Um, but yeah, and then they they have to they decide they have to actually team up and defeat Scarlet Witch. Vision repents, which was done poorly. Um, and uh, you know, eventually only Spider-Man and um Chadwick Boseman 
Black Panther uh, and also Hank um, or uh, Ant-Man's head. They escape into space and they're like, oh, well, we're going <laughs> to fix it. We're going to we're going to use the Mind Stone to amplify and fix everyone. What could go wrong? We've already been through the worst of it. Cut to Thanos only missing the Mind Stone, but he's zombified. Um, disastrous reality. <laughs> oh, my God. That's like actual hell. Yeah. Um, hell on exactly Earth. Yes. Um, I'm hell glad that they didn't. Two one four nine. I'm glad they didn't play out the rest of that because oh boy, oh boy. But now we have something to replace The Walking Dead with. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be interested Which in more hey. episodes from from this, but I feel like they won't do much more. Thanos is going to easily defeat them and destroy the mm. world. Yeah. Um. So favorite part. Absolutely about this episode. Now that I my mind has been shook, is the Vision Scarlet, which love story. It's always going to be those two. Yeah. I'm just ooh, so good. Well, I was going to say too. What I was noticing too. I don't know why it took me this long to realize it, but during this episode of What If, they treat Scarlet Witch like their Dark Phoenix or their Jean Grey. Do you not notice yeah. that? I, I'm I, not, I don't. I don't think it's a I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just something that I've noticed where I'm like, this is your strong female character, but you're still putting her in distressing situations kind of thing. Um, I just thought that was interesting. You know, it's just they treat her like they're Jean Grey. Mm, and they've been treating her like they're Jean Grey since she made her appearance in Age of Ultron. Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say in the comics, too, since like House of M. I feel like. Oh, she's been, oh OK. You know. <laughs> I feel like they they're like oh just Wanda's so delicate take care of her um, you know so but she's you're right so powerful and she'll destroy the world if you if you set her on a path yeah <laughs> so but you're right though since Age of Ultron that's how they've been treating her I don't like in hindsight maybe I'm just being a you know typical difficult to please Marvel fanboy but I'm like that's just something weird that I noticed that they treat her like a Jean Grey type no. It's it's not being difficult. It's just um, it's just caring and getting to know a character, and then seeing the the world of comics for what it really is, which is uh, and it used to be praised. It's a boys' club. It's the best boys' club. It's the shittiest boys' club, and we have to continue to you know trudge along with it until until things change. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've been saying that for years now, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> here we are, still just talking about Drag Race instead. <laughs> I'm, I'm not mad about it. So. No, not really. UK oh, season three starts September 23rd, and you know those bitches are going to turn it out. The British queens are talent. They yeah, are. and I mean, and they are not afraid of plastic surgery. I cannot wait Hmm. Yeah. No. So sorry. Anyways, thoughts on the episode. So you said 75% you liked it, 25% not feeling the dialogue. Um, I, I, yeah. I, I, like I, I briefly mentioned earlier, like Thanos's like repentance, like, oh, I screwed up with Scarlet Witch. Super weak. Very weak, very sudden, very like crap. Um, they should have done a better job setting that up. But otherwise, I thought the episode was fun. It was so different. And I'm like, yeah, I'm into this. Yeah, me too. I like a good um, I like a good take on zombies. Oh, here's the thing that I thought was a little bit corny is that the we didn't get a lot of backstory about the virus. So we kind of are able to spin our own wheels about what it is and how it affects you. 
Um, but the idea that Iron Man is still able to use to be Iron Man, but also a zombie. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. They have all the shamblings and all the hunger of um, what historically zombies have been written to, to be. And then, you know, he's just blasting folks left and right, which is weird. But 100% of my, 95% of my love goes to <clears throat> Scarlet Witch and Vision always. But that is now replaced by the duo of Ant-Man's head. <laughs> oh, that yeah. Oh, that was pretty good. That was good imagery. That was hilarious. Um, he should have always been flying around with that cape. It's got Mephisto vibes. He's got like a snow globe thing going on. Everyone loves a good snow globe. Yeah, I just... Though I wonder how much trouble they'll get in for him yelling in Guardian Leviosa. I was thought that too, actually. That was a little weird. Uh, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Warner Brothers coming for you, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> My sister turned around and she said, wait, they can't say that. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, can they say that? I'm glad you confirmed that because that's what I thought I heard. And I was like, okay, and then I just brushed it aside. But yeah, that's weird. Totally weird. <laughs> but anyway, I, I, um, if they, if this is in fact uh, 214, 2149? 214, possibly. That's just what I'm basing off the comics. That would be awesome. Um, I will live for a, a flying Paul Rudd in mm-hmm. Paul Rudd's head. Uh, I think he would live for that. Oh, I think he absolutely... Did he voice the character this time or no? That was him. Yeah, oh, awesome. I, th- I feel like most of them have, only like three or four of them haven't, like Iron Man, Captain America, Scarlet Witch, and I think Spider-Man are the only ones that haven't done it. Mm, I think everybody else... Who did I say? Oh, I said Scarlet Witch. Um, and I meant Black Widow, though. <laughs> I, I meant that yeah. for Scarlet Witch. <laughs> and I mean, maybe Scarlet Witch. She was mostly growling. She was mostly... Can you imagine they brought Elizabeth Olsen back just to growl into a microphone for an hour? <laughs> Disney's got the money. <laughs> right? I mean, and who wouldn't want that Disney money? Anyway. <laughs> So next week, I don't know actually what's happening. I would like to be surprised. Um, I, I, yeah, I actually looked it up and it did not give me a synopsis. So I have no idea what's going on. Excellent. Good. Okay. I care not. I will continue. I will continue to live my life until Wednesday. <laughs> if they switch up the schedule on us, I'm going to burn the earth to the ground. <laughs> oh, also, um, I don't know if we talked about this, but there's actually nine episodes of this. I thought there was only six uh, because of just, just how Loki and Falcon and the Winter Soldier was going. Um, but well, this is going on to like mid-October. Excellent. Josh did mention it in one of okay. the episodes. So that it I was haven't caught up on all of our episodes yet. The next, that's fine. <laughs> You get some time. <laughs> the, next, uh, the next thing that happens is in November. So there won't be too much of a lull. We'll bring you our Evan Peters episode then. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Oh, do you know, I don't know if you caught our Will Smith episode where we did a tiered list. I did. Yeah. Oh, you did like uh, a tiered think, list. Yeah. You did like the S, watch, A, B, C. Oh, girl, that's fun. We should do that. Yeah. We should. You should, yeah. OK, so we should do that for Evan Peters. Yes. All film, all television, whatever. We make it a special edition two-parter. <laughs> mm, do you know what? 
let's do one for only his American Horror Story characters. Yes. That's and a then lot another episode for the rest. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Amazing. Sweet. Okay. Okay. So, well, thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking with us. Sorry we weren't here last week. It was just, do you know what? Everyone takes a holiday, right? We're allowed that. Um, happy Labor Day, everybody. <laughs> happy belated Labor Day. Happy birthday, Harvey Brent. We're not going to sing. We're going to save you the um, vocal stylings of me because they're not stylings. They're more like yowlings. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I want to thank my co-host, Harvey Brent, for giving us a good show. I'm trying to be back more. I'm, I had a crazy August, but I should hopefully be back more for a more regular schedule, at least, or semi-regular or something. Yeah, fourth wave is going to put us right in. Um, we're going to hunker in, get you those episodes. <laughs> Yay, isolation. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. I mean, we're used. To, I'm used to it by now. I'm like just living for it. Yeah. At this point, I'm like, I'll be at work and I'll be like, I wish they would lock us down. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go home. <laughs> anyway, Anyways. sorry. Um, if you want to listen to all of uh, this, you can listen to this episode and all of our past episodes on Spotify, our Heart Radio, I Heart Radio, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts. You can search Full Volume Pod or the Comic Book Syndicate Network and you'll find us right there. Um, you can also follow us um, and find us the video version on YouTube and our website at www.comicbooksyndicate.com. <sighs> Until next time, keep it loud. Keep it at full volume. Bye, guys. Bye.